The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. In the last episode, we discussed the role of financing in digital era with Professor Mark Bertanash. As we discussed, since the beginning of 21st century, Internet technologies have triggered a major disruption. The tech startups are now the new job creators, creating a new business environment. Today, we are going to discuss the disruptions in traditional business models with technology. I have with me the iconic entrepreneur of India, Mr. K. Ganesh, to discuss the shifting paradigm and how Internet technology impacts us. Ganesh is a serial entrepreneur with several successful greenfield ventures. He is a popular speaker in entrepreneurship, startup and technology events. He is also a board member at the prestigious Indian Institute of Management, Kolkata in India. He has driven change in many aspects of our daily lives, with his innovative ideas delivered through his startup ventures. Online tutoring for students, Tutavista, later acquired by Pearson, technology-led home health care to the Indian consumers, Portia Medical. He also actively mentors, incubates and funds startups, and is promoter of several Indian consumer internet and e-commerce companies, including BigBasket.com, India's largest e-grocery company, Bluestone.com, leading online jewelry company, Avagma.com, India's fastest growing online education company, food tech company Fresh Menu, and Home Lane, India's leading end-to-end, vertically integrated interior design and manufacturing provider. Welcome, Ganesh. Thank you, Mahesh. Great to be here. All right, Ganesh. Uh, I was growing up and needed help with my homework or any academic issue. I had a tough time. You solved the problem for student community with your startup, Tutor Vista. What was your inspiration behind that? Yeah, uh, I had actually in 2005, uh, the later part of 2005, I had exited, uh, sold my earlier uh, BPO or call center venture uh, to ICICI, and I was looking at what next to be done. At that time, 
I had a cartoon in front of me from uh, a U.S. newspaper. I forget which one. One of my friends from U.S. had sent it. If you recollect, that's the time when uh, this entire concept of call centers from India uh, answering uh, consumers in the U.S. Had, was on the front page news as something which is unique. So this cartoon um, uh, basically depicted a U.S. father telling his daughter, saying that, no, you cannot outsource your homework to India. It was meant to be a joke. And I had this cartoon in front of me because one of my friends from U.S. had sent it. And when I was looking at it and looking for next gig to do, I said, why not? With the uh, voiceover internet protocol, I can actually do homework, uh, help with homework, help with education, tutorial from India. So that cartoon was the inspiration. But after that, I did about three months of research. And one of the things that we found was personalized one-on-one tuition in the U.S., Cost anything between forty to sixty dollars per hour. Now, at forty to sixty dollars per hour, it's two things happen. One, it's the privilege of the super rich in U.S., and two, it is only meant for the absolutely failing student, the student who is getting a B, B or a C in order to get it. That's a very very small niche premium market. So I said, what about if we turn this on the head? If we do something instead of forty to sixty dollars per hour, if we can give the U.S. parent and the U.S. student something at hundred dollars per month, hundred dollars per month, unlimited, as many hours of tutoring as you want, twenty-four by seven, all subjects. Wow. Then we said it can become almost like your Netflix subscription or a cable subscription or a water or electricity subscription, part of the monthly household budget of the. U.S. family. So that is how it started. Fortunately, we were able to marry internet, voiceover IP, Indian teachers or global teachers. We had teachers from different countries across the world. We were able to marry this together to be able to give to a U.S. student hundred dollar per month, all you can eat or all you can study uh, business model. So it's really a Netflix kind of a business model of a subscription model for tutoring using technology and global resources. That's how that's how we started it. It went off very well. well that's amazing. And that's what you call you picked up idea from whatever was in front of you. And I would say building an idea and then executing it to perfection. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't call it. We executed it to perfect. Per, per, perfection. It's now part of Pearson, of course. But uh, but I think it's it 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 really shows how a new age business model can be built by trying to use uh, the disruptive power of technology and internet. And all our businesses are focused uh, on that particular theme, really. Because if you make marginal improvements, you cannot you cannot really create disruption. For example, when we started this tutor vista, everybody said, you know what, call center IT services out of India for US is well known. Instead of 40 to $60 per hour, why don't you, you can do it at half the rate from India. Yeah, sure. But even at 20 to $30 per hour, still personalized tuition is expensive. We had, in fact, New York Times had done a story where son of a truck driver uh, in US was using tutoring. Now, there is no way a person of that economic background can get personalized tuition unless you bring in 
the technology disruption and global resources into it. So that that really is fascinating power uh, that we uh, see every day to be able to use for solving common problems. Well, I can tell you there are a lot of people in U.S., including my kids, who would love to thank you for what you did because uh, I was not that privileged. You had not invented the uh, uh, Tuta Vista when I was studying, but my kids have used it, and I have uh, also spoken to other people who have used it. Uh, it has been pretty impressive for them. And I saw most of them were using that as a reference point. If you need any help, why don't you go there? It was, uh, I would say, you, you hit it to the level with, where it is almost, uh, at least for the student community I talk, more like Xerox, which is photocopying. Okay, you need help, Tuta Vista. Thank you. Yeah. Well, uh, you know what, uh, Ganesh, I've seen at your profile and, 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 and the companies you have started. Somehow I get a feeling that uh, you are focused personally on improving the quality of life for human beings. You provided instant access to academic aid to students with Tutor Vista. And you followed that up with the concept of home health care with the hospital quality. What drives your thought process for such unique concepts? I understood for Tudor Vista, but there are more you have followed up with. Yeah, Mahesh, it's, I mean, it's actually pretty uh, down-to-earth, very uh, non-glamorous and non-sexy approach to the business that we have in India. Okay, right? So let me, I mean, uh, I've, I've, I've never lived in the U.S. or studied in the U.S., but I've always been in India all my 54 uh, years of my life. Uh, you know, India is uh, very unique. In parts of India, uh, we are world class. Okay, right? The access to uh, doctors, access to latest equipment, access to media channels is like anywhere in the world. Okay, right? But there are other parts of India where almost everything is broken. Okay, right? And I'm not saying this to bash in India. Uh, okay, right? I'm really saying this to say the opportunity in India to be able to solve basic core problems okay right and build a business is phenomenal if you look at us and this is my view of it if you look at us or if you look at europe they are evolved economy lot of basic problem has been solved okay right true, and true, and, true. and the infrastructure is there if i have to be in us and start a business i have to be a genius okay right i have to really be super smart to come up with uh, with new models. I mean, see, see for example, Twitter. I laughed at it when they launched. Who would want to do it? Now everybody's on Twitter. I'm on Twitter. We use Twitter. Okay, right? Yeah. Facebook Facebook was unimaginable. It was okay for college students to communicate with each other as a group. Why would people be on Facebook? Okay, right? This is me thinking just 10 years back. Okay, right? So, but look at, look, look at, look at Instagram. I mean, I can't. So you have to be really brilliant and think out of the box if you are in U.S. to start to be an entrepreneur and start a business. Okay, right? I mean, whereas in India, everything is broken, and there lies the opportunity for it. If you take healthcare, despite having world-class doctors and great hospitals with latest equipment from the top equipment manufacturers in the world, still healthcare system is broken. The infrastructure is bad. Okay, right? So each one of us gives an opportunity. I was just talking to somebody. I mean, I just can't understand, for example, how you can have some, somebody like Snapchat, uh, okay, right, building a business 
and we valued multi billion dollars okay right. right i mean what is what is the fun in having taking us taking a picture which will disappear after 16 17 seconds why right. would people want why would people want to take a selfie now if you look like me you don't want to have a selfie but if you did take a selfie if you did take a selfie i'm okay with disappearing in 16 seconds that's fine but there is no revenue model there is no money but it's valued a billion dollars so what i'm saying is in us and in europe you have to be super smart like the snapchat facebook instagram twitter to be able to come up with great concept and build a business in india you can be i won't call it dumb you don't mm-hmm. have to you solve basic problem we solved healthcare in portia medical big basket we started 4 years back today uh, last month we did uh, a million a million deliveries last month in india across 16 cities currently valued at close to 500 million dollar of valuation and there is nothing sexy or glamorous like snapchat or twitter about it we are just delivering eggs and milk and uh, bread to homes instead of people going there so that's really the opportunity how we do it is using technology same thing with portia medical home healthcare and there is no branded home healthcare player in india before we started this two and a half years back today uh, we are in 22 cities across india uh, last month we did 100000 home visits and we are the largest player uh, with international investors like um, uh, ifc washington axel partners in us qualcomm ventures and all of those by simply saying that uh, i will give you at home nursing nursing attendance diagnostics medicine and uh, doctor visits so that i think the the core thing is can i use uh, data analytics can i use mobile phone disruption can i use smartphones can i use internet and technology to solve a core problem be it in uh, healthcare education housing infrastructure and bring it all together to uh, make it convenient and and we are just starting the next 5 to 10 years you will see technology disrupted models for basic services which are broken in india coming up and billion dollars companies being built oh that's phenomenal i think uh, uh i see where you're focused on the basic needs and and definitely what you are working on will improve the quality of life uh, for people it will be very helpful to them well uh, that 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 has been amazing uh, uh, ganesh uh, learning about what inspired you and and knowing your thought process uh, around developing these businesses now we'll be taking a short break now and uh, we will be back shortly Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. 
Each week on CTN CIO Talk Network, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experience with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive, better care for customers, and improve the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CTN CIO Talk Network with Sunjog All at CIO Talk Network. Are you a business leader or executive that wants to achieve more? Not just in it for profit, but to do work you find meaningful that adds more value to more people in more ways. Listen for the Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. You'll hear from successful achievers from around the world with the passion and experience to offer invaluable guidance. The Business Elevation Show can be heard live on Fridays at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time, usually 4 p.m. U.K. on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more. Welcome back. Uh, you are listening to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. We have with us Mr. K. Ganesh discussing the disruption in traditional business models with technology. We had an excellent discussion in the first segment. <coughs> Moving on, Ganesh. Uh, what we, no- we are all noticing, there have been dramatic changes as we are moving from industrial era to digital era. You have been at the forefront of these changes. How would you describe the new business environment and the changes? Yeah, Mahesh, what is most exciting for us uh, in the last three years and going forward uh, is there has been a quantum change in the technology and especially the digital era. I mean, we have had uh, before computers, personal computers, Internet came in, worldwide web came in. We had laptops, we had mobile phones. All of them, I would say, still was step by step by step. There is no exponential leap. The exponential leap, in my opinion, took place with smartphones right, and mobile Internet. Now, that has given a level the playing field and it has given tremendous opportunities for entrepreneurs and new age, new age uh, business models to come in and disrupt. Let me take a moment to say what I mean by that. Today, uh, average person checks the mobile phone 150 times a day, and wow. it's expected and it's expected to go up to about 220 times a day in the next couple of years. Now, the mobile phone today has become almost an extension of your arm or leg. It's almost like a limb. Okay, right. right. So what that that gives uh, opportunity for marketeers to target individuals directly. Okay, right? That was not the case earlier. That gives an ability to be able to sell products and services. It's ability to engage with the consumer directly, which was non-existent earlier. Earlier, you had to go on television. You had to go on mass media, compete for attention, huge budgets. Today, all of that is gone. 
with the smartphone and mobile internet what are the three things that makes this happen okay right one the mobile phone is always on okay right this is not the case earlier right if you, if you today when you get up in the morning first thing you check is your mobile phone for messages and emails and whatsapp and exactly. all of that stuff that was not the case earlier even just 5 years back uh, or 10 years back even when you had a laptop even when you had a notebook you did not get up in the morning and first thing you go and switch on your laptop or notebook you never did that okay right whereas here this is the the first thing that you do when you go to the restroom in the morning first thing you carry your mobile phone with you you rarely you rarely ever did that with your desktop or laptop okay right, right? so so suddenly you, so that's one it's always on the frequency is very high too third it is uh, geo location enabled that means people know where you are they can target the reason why uber or lift uh, works is because it's uh, they know your location now all these three made it possible for us to be able to disrupt so i think that is the core of it of course the mobile phone is like almost like a super computer of 10 15 years back it has got camera it has it has got sensors so that is huge so i think that is the single biggest change you have a everybody is carrying a super computer in their hand which is geo location enabled which is always on which they are interacting with uh, average 220 times uh, times a day that has made it possible for us to for for us to change it has that that for a marketer is a dream come true for existing people it's a major major disruption i mean if you look at if you look at for example cameras okay right now mm-hmm. people the camera and this in the smartphones have become so powerful okay right uh, it has changed the, the industry of uh, cameras okay right people take it on instagram people people publish on instagram take for example book purchases the challenges with traditional booksellers is abi amazon or apple or spotify in terms of music airbnb uh, being larger than all the hotel chains that are there which have been around for decades and decades or uber or lift coming and disrupting a avis or a hertz or entire transportation industry per se all of this is possible because of the core mobile smartphone internet that i talked about right i think that is where the biggest opportunity and challenge exists in almost everything in life going forward we talk about internet of things they're talking about sensors right which along with the smartphone that you already have will measure be it in healthcare be it for running your everyday everyday life uh, so i i think that's 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 where we are moving towards I think uh, I may be repeating some of them, but what you said is very correct. The, the life has changed a lot. We used to use for uh, for taking pictures. We everybody talked about Kodak, and you just mentioned Instagram. You talked about Amazon. We used to go to bookstores. It could be border books, and same with Apple uh, uh, taking away the tower records in the music. Airbnb replacing hotel chains. Uber and Lyft you mentioned replacing taxis. LinkedIn is so popular now uh, and we used to have resumes and recruiters. Social media has completely replaced uh, I would say almost newspapers and uh, all your initiatives with Big Basket all and Amazons and others the e-commerce has replaced the retail stores. So there is a huge change happening right there. Now <clears throat> there has been changes it seems pretty evident if you look at it and from your advice how should one prepare for this new business environment seems like this new business environment needs 
new set of skills and even the job requirements have changed and would change and there'll be new job requirements yeah businesses today have a very different set of problems as compared to what it was earlier so firstly we need to recognize the fact that today's world is different and the past rules just cannot apply for example the whole connectivity has made cost of entry of new businesses much lower because of smartphones because of mobile internet we can reach to our customers consumers suppliers uh, directly much faster quicker at a very low cost the competition is just not confined only to your boundaries it's it's global right and it can come from anywhere in the world so all of this has meant that businesses have to reinvent can't sit on the past laurels have to play the game as per the new rules from an individual perspective the skill sets required to get a job to grow with a job to earn a living has completely completely changed so things that we took for granted the skill set that we took for granted no longer exists i'm not saying that core things like transportation will go away you will still need drivers you will still need carpenters you will need need plumbers and masons but the way the world is organized the way the services are being provided are completely different now than what it was existing just take for example the amount of automation the factories have seen whether it's 3d printing whether it is robots whether it's manufacturing those kind of jobs are not going to exist similarly take the example of call center workers or receptionists people who answer calls all of that is going to get automated you look at it when you actually go to an airport when you check in today so much of automation has come in right from printing the boarding pass to doing a security check to actually checking in that the number of people employed in an airport to get you into the plane has drastically come down now the pilots may not go away but these jobs will change so if you are preparing Uh, to be an administration assistant for an aircraft industry or an airlines industry or a hospitality industry like a hospital those jobs are going to come down so i think the amount of learning the individuals have to do the new skill sets lot of coding and software programming related skills you will see that required to be able to compete in the job market in the future i think you're right because the the conventional way of getting ready for job even even the the type of education needed the 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 way you have to always keep enhancing your learning it looks like in this new environment things would be moving very fast even if you acquired uh, the required skill at a given point of time to be successful in a job or to get into a job may not keep you there for too long because things would be changing very fast the rate of change yeah. has gone pretty high yeah that's absolutely true because the amount of learning on the job to stay relevant and to be able to perform and keep your job will continuously change look at automobiles something as traditional as automobiles the amount the, the entire controls have become electronic okay right the amount of uh, automation the amount of electronics in automobile is unbelievable still it's a internal combustion engine still you need petrol or diesel to run it i'm not talking about electric cars but talk about traditional cars but but the changes in control systems have completely changed from mechanical to electrical to electronic uh, and uh, different completely different skill set i mean look at tesla for example the amount of while there is mechanic still automobile and a car 
the amount of uh, effort, IP that goes into it is very different than what it was even 10 years back. Yeah, I agree with you. It looks like, uh, Ganesh, with the speed of things, uh, individuals, including all of us, will have to become somebody following a lifelong learning process. Things will be changing. If you're not learning, you are lagging. And you may not be relevant for the job market. Well, uh, uh, thank you so much, uh, Ganesh, for this uh, uh, great insight. We will be taking, again, a short break. And uh, we will be back shortly. Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. Dialogue is the single most powerful leadership tool we have to make a difference in the world. Leading conversations with host Cheryl Esposito creates a place for that dialogue. Tune into the Voice America Business Channel every Friday as Cheryl hosts new conversations among leaders from around the world in business, government, art, economics, and social change. We'll explore big ideas and everyday actions and learn how their own leadership has led them to discover a newfound sense of possibility in the world. Leading conversations with Cheryl Esposito, bringing big thinkers together in conversations that make a difference right here on the Voice America Business Channel every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Welcome back to uh, Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. We are here with Mr. K. Ganesh discussing the disruption in traditional business models with technology. Ganesh, interesting discussions till now. Uh, just want to capture your thoughts and what's the role of startups in creating the new global business environment? Yeah, happy to be back. Uh, the uh, entire startup sector is really fueling the employment creation, the job creation today. If you look at specifically from Indian context, uh, we have huge number of people getting into the job market every year. On the positive side, we call this demographic dividend, which is great because you have able-bodied people coming into the workforce uh, sector. Uh, on the flip side, 
this demographic dividend can become demographic disaster if you are not able to occupy them productively with jobs right it can lead to anarchy unrest as you see in some parts of the world when young qualified population is not able to find an outlet uh, for their energy and are not able to uh, get a job and as you know the traditional sectors the brick and mortar economy old sector businesses are not creating enough jobs they are actually uh, shrinking jobs because of things like automation because of tapering of growth they actually don't provide employment to the workforce that is coming so the entire employment generation is really happening because of entrepreneurs coming up of startups coming up look at traditional sectors look at call center industry for example today we have automated the entire services sector the number of people taking calls answering questions has come down drastically take airlines as an example if you had airways having call centers answering people getting giving them boarding passes answering queries all of those jobs are gone because today people can get the information on the internet so really the core uh, role of a startup is in new employment creation i think you gave a very good example of airlines and normally we used to call the airport and check if the flight is going to leave in time or is the arrival on time nowadays you can even locate the position of an aircraft in your hand in your mobile device that's that's an amazing uh, uh way to change the life yeah exactly and and if your flight is delayed you get a sms notification you will get a in app notification right. your boarding pass is automatically generated when you are booked and uh, you have all these uh, ai tools machine learning that will replace your personal assistant who used to chase all of this if you wanted to book a car you used to call your secretary ask them to book then uh, the car rental company will have a call center which will take uh, the request and which will uh, uh, call up the driver and the driver will call her back and she will call your secretary back you will get a information back all of this gone away with a uber or a lift you see the you see the vehicle on your app and you press a click it comes there is not even a human contact right yeah. and all of, and so all those jobs have gone now they, they those have to be replaced take a case like in in india for example because lot of things are broken whenever a startup starts it creates direct jobs in the startup and it creates all allied services for example when we started uh, big basket which is a e grocery company uh, uh, we are employing so many drivers so many delivery boys so many pickup guys so many people who go to the farmer or the mill to be able to uh, source the goods all of them got created similarly in potia medical we started 2 and 1/2 years back today we employ 5000 people no hospital employs 5000 people right, right? Mm-hmm. i think uh, you bring in a very good point that uh, startups do create an environment of innovation and competition in the market which is good for the consumer and it is bringing a lot of new ideas into play which is bringing dynamism into the economy and beyond that if you look at it globally they have created some fantastic uh, uh clusters of expertise like tel aviv has one of them bangalore yeah. has silicon valley has a lot of very focused expertise available to you yeah and uh i think it is uh, uh giving 
advantage to developing economies as well as uh, it is helping the developed economies. And some statistics show that uh, U.S. economic growth and increase in employment in past few decades have come from technology companies. Some of them have been very new companies. It's like, as you mentioned earlier, about Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Amazon, Groupon, uh, Groupon. They never existed in the past. These are not conventional industries. And these are disruptive innovations. And if you look at, uh, they are contributing significantly to the GDP of United States of America. And uh, the other advantage which I see, and I would like to have your comments on it is, is, uh, you know, go beyond recognized companies with visible growth. We have GEs and a lot of um, uh, large companies which you always talk about. But mm-hmm. the, there's a lot of startups, as you mentioned, creating jobs. And uh, the, the move from industrial era to digital era is driven probably by most of these startups. And uh, they are so easy to start, people can afford it. No large investment is needed. The financial industry has changed to help it out. And uh, what I see the biggest benefit is they are not a smaller version of a large corporation. They are lean companies. They know how to get things done. They are very dynamic. They are creating new things. They are solving, as you said, uh, the basic problems of life. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, you hit the nail on the head. One, uh, they can start quickly. The barrier to entry or the effort required to start is low. Two, they can learn on the fly. They can make mistakes and they can start uh, correcting it while they are going on. So, And that has also meant the organization structures have become flat. You no longer take 12 months to launch a company. Right. You no longer hire the full... Uh, uh, full org structure to be complete before starting. Two young guys can start, develop an app, put it out there, see the feedback and iteratively develop the product. And while you're doing it, you can set up all of it. And that's, that's, that's really is a fundamental change in thinking from the old traditional Peter Ducker kind of days wherein you thought of an organization in the traditional sense. Now it's disruption, startup, fail fast, do pilots, experiments, and keep learning and growing. Okay? Put it out there and then correct and iterate. Correct. And that's a huge benefit because if you look at startups, almost all of them have developed new technologies. They have challenged the conventional processes, systems, and that's why they have provided new products and new, new, new services and, and which are radically different. And uh, I would like to go back to your example of a personal tutor at what a price to online and if that personal tutor even if you could afford the money it was available to you only at a fixed time whereas Correct. whereas uh, through tutor vista you had it available all the time anywhere and you are so well connected yeah absolutely i think this concept of on demand getting it at the time that you want at the place that you want rather than being constrained by boundaries either of time or of geography has completely changed it. You can learn it when you're at home, when you're in a library, or you're at a school. You can learn it for five minutes, ten minutes, one hour. That is the flexibility that people want today. You want to order a dessert, go go to Instacart and order it uh, uh, from a from a from a delivery service 
that will come and deliver it to you at uh, wherever you are, rather than trying that you have to go to a physical location to get it. Yeah, that that's a major point, and and no doubt if you look at, uh, you know, in 21st century the businesses. Uh, definitely are dealing with major strategic issues the performance of firms is declining and uh, on the S&P 500 the average life of companies uh, which used to be uh, approximately 65 years since 1920 has gone down below 20 years because if you don't change you don't survive no absolutely i mean uh, like we are doing the call on the skype and what will happen to the telecom companies what happens to voice telephony in the in, in light of uh, internet telephony all of these i think are uh, scary at the same time exciting uh, times for us right right and uh, uh, ganesh what do you think uh, this startup culture uh, is becoming very prominent making a lot of changes getting a lot of good things uh for the society including jobs new processes technologies products um does startup culture has a geopolitical implication also uh when i say that what i mean is it allowing uh developing countries to start challenging dominance of western world in innovation is it giving them some advantage in terms of a level playing field oh yeah absolutely i think uh because because there is disruption it always helps a new player right because because it levels the playing field uh, removes any inequality in terms of advantages that you uh, that you have in india specifically because we have lot of talent on the technology side on the programming side on the computer side uh, that has really helped us uh, in creating uh, solutions which are disruptive based on technology and using technology that is that is one two uh, as you know in india it's uh, the indian consumer is extremely price conscious plus given the purchase power parity and the difference in the dollar rupee exchange rate uh, we need to really develop solutions for the indian consumer at a extremely affordable cost also india is a complex country with multiple languages multiple culture multiple climatic conditions multiple infrastructure challenges so if a startup in india develops a solution for india you can be rest assured it will be stress tested applicable almost anywhere in the world except maybe really cold countries which are snow laden other than that in every other uh, climatic conditions it will work and it will be developed at a cost which a indian consumer can afford uh, any anybody in the world can afford so i think india has got unique advantages of having all of this also the indian market is a very large market so that also gives an opportunity for a, a indian startup to develop products and solutions for the local market and then take it globally what i mean is if uh, you are talking about denmark or singapore the local market is so small the startup will have to develop solutions for a different country and a larger market like india brazil or china is so much more difficult here sitting in bangalore i develop in my locality a solution that will uh, get accepted in bangalore bangalore by the way has got 12 million people much more than most of the countries in the world okay right then i have an opportunity to take it to the take it to the entire world i think that is a, that is a huge benefit the fact that we have english speaking uh, um, professionals in india graduates in india english is the main language also helps in taking it to the world and the government of india has 
under the new government, new prime minister is emphasizing a lot on startup. They have a new startup India, stand-up India policy that uh, tries to remove uh, the red tapes, makes it simple to start companies, gives incentives, have pumped in some money. All of that is helping. It's still a long way to go, Mahesh. We are nowhere near what Israel or Singapore is or even Europe or U.S. is in terms of ease of starting up. But I think all of it is coming together. Also helping is the fact that we have large U.S. corporations setting up development centers in India. Mm-hmm. We have had a lot of people, Indians, who have worked in the Silicon Valley who, after a certain age, want to settle back in India. They have come here. So I think we almost have a lot of things, I would say, conspiring to come together. One, a robust mentor-advisors ecosystem. Yeah. Two, two, lot of uh, returning Indians from the Silicon Valley, especially from the Bay Area where they have got exposure to technology. Three, uh, venture capitalists, both Indian, local and U.S., top U.S. venture capitalists sitting in India. Four, a large market uh, in India, domestic market where people can start and test out. And fifth, the need to be extremely frugal and uh, price conscious to develop the solution so that we can take it to the world. Well, that's a brilliant point because uh, considering all of these, if uh, a solution is created, it's pretty disruptive. It's created, let's say, in Bangalore. With the cost structure there, it could be very, very disruptive for the developed developed countries because you can get major amount of saving and you can get a brilliant service or a product at a very affordable price. And it has been already tested with different uh, languages, cultures, different ways of doing things. Well, uh, Ganesh, thank you so much. Uh, it was very enlightening. We'll take a short break and we'll be back shortly. There are two types of leaders in business. Those who are nice, compassionate people. And frankly, they are the people who fail to get a lot done. Then there are those who can get everything done and so much more. But they are greedy, unethical, and self-centered. The Compassionate Samurai Business Hour with Kathy Fairbanks finds a way to use the best of both types of leaders to help you create a dynamic roadmap to success. Tune in every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Business. The leaders of today have certain characteristics that set them apart as success stories. These leaders have discovered transformational leadership. Now, you can discover the same ideas, insights, and programs that have led them to success. Inside Transformational Leadership is produced by Georgetown University's Institute for Transformational Leadership. We'll explore these success stories every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel.
Welcome back. You are listening to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. Uh, we are here with Mr. K. Ganesh discussing the disruption in traditional business models with technology. We had very exciting discussions, very insightful piece of information and advice from Mr. Ganesh. Uh, Ganesh, you have developed several innovative business models and uh, startups. What do you see are the promising sectors for future? Yeah, Mahesh, I uh, think a lot of promise is in the core sectors where uh, technology and disruption has not really yet set in. And they are almost begging uh, to be disrupted and are looking at new business models. Take, for example, healthcare. Okay, right? We have had healthcare across across the globe uh, under severe stress with so much of uh, new uh, diseases coming up. A lot of advancements has taken place in diagnostics, in pharma, but still healthcare uh, disruption using technology has not seen the light of the day. So we do see uh, that in the coming years, you will see wearables, point-of-care devices, predictive diagnosis coming up, which will use sensors to monitor your vitals and parameters on an ongoing basis, will use the power of the smartphone, which everybody has got, to be able to combine both and using analytics to be able to predict diseases, to be able to intervene before, say, a heart attack or a stroke happens. And we are not we are not, we are just starting that. There are a lot of new startups which have come up in the area of uh, variables, sensors. You'll see a lot of effect there. So that is one area. The second area I see is finance, where we are still using coins and currency notes. We are using banks. We are using traditional retail, old 100-year-old systems of handling finance. I see retail finance up and ready for disruption, be it, be it uh, Bitcoin, blockchains, be it payment banks, be it payment wallets. Uh, some of the European countries have started already started talking about do, completely doing away with currency because everybody will have a phone, okay, right? Everybody will have a smartphone. Right. So why can't we just transact, transact on the internet? So That's the second. Is we may not be carrying any wallets anymore. Correct. You will not need, need, not need to carry any wallets. You have a certain identity, unique identity, and you have somewhere in the cloud, uh, virtual currency that is there and which which is completely uh, exchangeable okay right uh, you see it as the next evolution from the old barter days to currency days to <laughs> right. now the entire thing is electronic okay right similarly you take education now education again has been traditionally done the same way there has been some technology usage in education but people are still talking newton's third law the way they were teaching it 50 years back or 100 years back Education will become a lot more personalized, a lot more adaptive, not based on memory and remembering facts and pictures, but actually applying facts that you have, that you have learned. Almost the concept of a flipped classroom, where people learn at their convenience, in the place they want, they use multimedia based on what uh, they prefer to learn it, and then they come to a classroom to discuss, to debate, and to participate and network with the faculty, with other students. So that is 
that is another disruption that will take, take place similarly the entire new media entertainment we have not seen anything the amount of usage that people have with cell phones the engagement that they have with their smartphones is so much that almost the entire entertainment will come directly into your phone and you will consume that your entire free time will get be spent on on your phone watching movies videos news consuming content so i think healthcare education fintech or financial sector uh, new media entertainment sector are all the hot sectors in my opinion for the next 5 to 10 years where you will see huge multi billion dollar companies getting built from a sector point of view from a technology point of view we have just scratched the surface on data analytics but if you combine data analytics with internet of things the way uh, data is being collected at every point of source analyzing it and using it to intervene and take action we see lot of effort the entire machine learning artificial intelligence chatbots will revolutionize the way people interact with each other people interact with devices and the way we run our lives wow that's uh, that seems like our life is going to change but the good news is uh, is the basics of life are being improved like as you said healthcare that's very important and very good news looks like on education that it can be personal personalized as well as it becomes a fact based and you bring in a very good point with the faculty and classmates in future classrooms you'll be learning from each other uh, after you have done your personal personalized sorry fact based learning and uh, looks like entertainment will also be personalized not you watch what is coming on tv instead uh, your taste is picked up by somebody else and that's being streamed to you yeah absolutely personalized and at at the place and time that you want i think the place and time concept has completely got changed to ah. uh, suit the individual rather than a broadcast or a classroom or a scheduled session all of that perfect perfect well grace thank you so much that was a very very uh, exciting discussion a lot of uh, good information knowledge you shared with us i just want to share three quick uh, unique data points with our uh, listeners uh, as per the kaufman study uh, the net job creation in usa was positive in past three decades and the main reason was the contribution of startups in at least 70% of uh, that time period and on average that's stunning during this period industrial era companies had negative job job growth uh the other piece which i want to share with listeners is the concept of smart parking according to streetline there are approximately 2 billion parking spaces in the united states of america a total of 70 million hours are spent each year looking for parking which represents a 1 billion dollar lost economy lost productivity and finally wow. yeah that's a huge number that's uh, a huge number and that's going nowhere huh? i mean you yeah, can take take that we can, we can solve some of the poverty problems and the there you go problems. we can contribute to uh, the the removal of inequality right there <laughs> and uh, finally the top 10 startup hubs in the world are Silicon Valley in United States of America, Toronto, Canada, Sao Paulo, Brazil, Paris, France, London, England, Berlin in Germany, Tel Aviv in Israel, Nairobi in Kenya, Singapore and Bengaluru in 
India. In some Thank of you. These, some of these, uh, Ganesh, looks like the, the tourist destinations, but now when we go there, uh, we can see how much of intellectual vibes are floating around. There's a lot of knowledge around in these cities. And Ganesh, I appreciate your time. Thank you for sharing uh, your mindset and how do you build the concepts. It's amazing to see how you picked up simple ideas and created uh, businesses which are helping a human being. Thank you so much, Ganesh. Thank you very much, Mahesh. Happy to be here. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the voice america business channel for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit voiceamericabusiness.com the voice america talk radio network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio visit voiceamerica.com the views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the voice america talk radio network its staff and management